Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for this truncated podcast are Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. Only two games on the docket on Wednesday night, but we'll also kind of size up the Hart Trophy race, take a look at the odds, and and make sense of it since it's uh, turning into... uh, Quite the run here. Uh, four four players definitely in with a, a good chance, and the odds show that, so we'll try to make some sense of it. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about the Rangers and Blue Jackets. This one at Madison Square Garden. Columbus is uh, plus 220 on the road. Rangers minus 270. The total here is six. Columbus just ended that long lose uh, winning streak for the Rangers. Uh, Sunday night, Rangers get a second crack at it here. Shouldn't be a surprise if you've been listening especially during this Rangers run that we're leaning towards the underdog here. I think that there is a case to be made still that there is a lot of um, a lot of air in the Rangers numbers based on that long winning streak, their sample size over the whole season. But you're really banking on a couple of things always going right, or at least one of them going exceptionally right for the Rangers for them to get results. They either get stupendous goaltending or their power play and special teams, uh, come through in a big way. And that's just not the kind of team I want to bet at this price here, Nick. Yeah. The the numbers make a very clear case for Columbus here. I think it's one of those plays that we talked about it before. It's not fun to make. It feels like one where like almost in my heart, I just think how this game is going to look where Columbus controls more of the play at even strength, but then they have to get through Shesterkin and the Rangers' opportunistic goal-scoring ability, which is obviously part of the game, having the offensive talent to actually score. But I still think Columbus is better than their record. Uh, since the break, they own a 54.6 expected goals for percentage, which was great, greatly helped by Sunday's uh, performance where they caved in the Rangers. But um, I just think the number's too long. I can't get into backing the Rangers at this kind of a price. If I was going to, I'd maybe like consider seeing how it goes and seeing if they came back late or that type of thing. But I like too much of what's going on with Columbus right now to uh, even consider the Rangers at this number. I think plus 220 is just a, a bet I want to take on Columbus. Or maybe even a rare time, it just just somehow this Rangers Mugambo always seems to get me that I consider the Columbus puck line. Like I could see the Rangers in overtime or something like that. And maybe I'm just kind of seeing ghosts in the closet because of how many stupid losses I've had fading them lately. But um, (laughs) it feels like one of those instances where everything that is going right for them gets overhyped when it goes right. And we always say this, but I do think there's a lot of those cases uh, like the Flyers game where it's easy to point to what was good when things work out and you win by a goal, but it's the exact opposite story. If you get one bad bounce and Philly finishes some of the chances they could have, so, yeah, I, I think Columbus is just going to control too much of the play here to not back them at plus two, 220. I mean, they just played and Columbus beat them and, you know, handily, like, you know, totally deserved to win the game too. Nothing, um, there was nothing cheeky about that at all. So uh, I think I'm on board. I, I, I think there's something to be said for what you, what you mentioned in that 
you know, I'm not looking to back a team that relies so much on goaltending and power plays. And I've uttered that same phrase dozens of time on dozens of time on this podcast, but it's just like, that's not a bad regular season formula to just get you through. And it's like, it's, it's just, so fr- it's so frustrating when you look at that price and you're like, what are the avenues? It's like two things that don't make me feel totally confident. But like that is how these teams win presidents trophies. Like it's, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's the price yeah. more than anything. I just don't want to. I don't trust the team to win at this clip, because like as Nick said, like you're playing the margins so thin, and basically, I'll just say it. Like the Rangers are betting on themselves getting the breaks like every game, and that's what's been happening. And 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 they're not the first team to do it. It's not the first time the Rangers have done it. Like they've been doing this for a few few years now, and it's been working. So this the sample size is is not just a season. Even it's and the season is already a large sample size. It's it's a it's a big one, um, but. When you're minus two seventy against a team that's going to work and play pretty well at five on five, uh, as long as El- Elvis Merzlikens is in the goal and not our our boy Daniel Tarasov, like the 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 goaltending edge is still quite considerably with the Rangers, but it's not crazy. And I do think what you just said, like the these two teams just played on Sunday, sometimes that gets baked in in a weird way, uh, contra- like in a contrasting fashion where the betting market. Or, or casual bettors or bookmakers know that bettors won't be able to k- kind of wrap their mind around this team beating the Rangers two games on the spin, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, that kind of happens. Um, so I, I do think like this, everything is pointing to the, the Blue Jackets being the right bet and right bets always don't always win. And that's just a part of betting and it sucks. Yeah. And I think too, like you make the point about the Rangers doing this year after year, and that's a really valid point. And I think your summary on the, the right, bet not working is kind of the way I could see this going. But the Rangers, even by their standards, are pushing it pretty far in terms of getting caved in and even strength and finding a way to win. In the last 10 games, they own a 44.5% expected goals for percentage. And then you look at the Columbus side of things and why theirs has maybe seen an uptick. First off, Wierenski is their best defender by a mile, always has been, and he's looked good recently. And then the other thing is they finally have a top six that has stayed for like six games. And I think it's going to hold the the line of all the Russian kids is ridiculous. The Chinikov, Voronkov, Marchenko line is sick. I'm excited to watch them again tomorrow. Probably will pick one of them to bet on to score or get their shot total because it's they've been really really good. And then and Goudreau, Jenner, and Rosovic has been like Goudreau's been looking a lot better on that unit. We know he's kind of playing to the low end of his potential all season. So I do think there is like some legitimate reasoning why Columbus has looked better recently. So. I think we're just completely sucked in at this number. <laughs> but yep. will we be sucked in at another big underdog? The only other game Wednesday night, uh, the Blues and Oilers, 8.30 Eastern time in Edmonton. Uh, the Blues plus 205, Edmonton minus 250. Total here, six and a half. And St. Louis on the second night of a back-to-back. I think it's pretty simple here. Like, I'm I'm happy to pass on this one. I don't think it's a bad one to bet like a McDavid hat trick or Dreisaitl hat trick or Zach Hyman hat trick if you're going to be watching. Um just because of the way that they this Blues team defends and the Oilers own can just own the puck for you know forty five out of the sixty minutes, uh, but other than that, I don't have too many uh, thoughts to get into here, Nick. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't really see a lot on sides. I I like the McDavid hat trick shout out because everyone's starting to talk about how he's been scored in ten games and he's been getting his chances and he's playing really well. He's averaging like two and a half assists over that span. So you'd think at some point someone owes him something here i wouldn't hate betting him just kind of on that narrative to go over 
or to score once should still be better than money. Or I also kind of like the last goal score here in these games where you expect that um, the Oilers should win. I think they, I, I don't mind. Like, I don't hate playing the Oilers here. I think they will pay off in this spot. But I like the chances that they're up one late and can try to get McDavid that empty net or two. So I don't hate the last goal score narrative and don't hate the two goal score narrative either. So um, I think those are both solid bets on this one. Yeah, I mean, speaking of being up a goal late, um, that's why I'm on Edmonton on the puck line here. I uh, I think it's a really uh, tough back-to-back for St. Louis Win- at Winnipeg to at uh, Edmonton. No fun there. Like, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of us uh, in the States here look up and be like, oh, those two teams are, you know, up north. They must be close. It's, it's not that easy of a road trip there. So, um, yeah, I don't really trust the Blues. Uh, in that spot so give me Edmonton on the puck line here if you're more comfortable playing three-way wouldn't knock that either so that's where I'm going to be on yeah and I think uh, Edmonton to go over their team total of three and a half would be another really reasonable way to attack it probably I'm kind of split on this one if I'd see more value there just with the puck line at at plus 105 but maybe it's close the Oilers have kind of started to show some cracks defensively and um the blues are so op- opportunistic in, in front of goal. So I wouldn't hate that, but I, I, yeah, I like the Oilers here. Okay. Uh, so that does it for those two games. Let's look at the, the heart trophy race. It has settled into a, a four horse hunt here. Um, it is the only award I believe without a, like a prohibitive favorite at this point, an odds on favorite. Um, Hellebuck for Vezina's odds on, Hughes for Norris Trophy's odds on. Uh, obviously, Matthews is a gigantic favorite for the Rocket, and Rick Tockett is a odds on favorite and a prohibitive one at that for uh, the Jack Adams. So this race got interesting, I think, past two weeks, basically, basically since the All-Star break with Austin Matthews' goal-scoring surge. Kucherov and McKinnon uh, were the, the... It looked like a two-horse race for... Uh, Going into the all-star break between McKinnon and Kucherov, McDavid kind of hanging around, stalking the pace, and, and Matthews right behind him. But now, uh, depending on the book you're at, Austin Matthews is a plus-150 favorite. Uh, at some, he, it's it's basically a three-way tie between him, McKinnon, and Kucherov at others, um, and then McDavid right there. But all of them are between, you know, depending on where you look at, once again, plus-150 for Matthews is the one I'm looking at. Then it's McKinnon at 2-1. to one. Kucherov three to one and, and McDavid right behind him at three and a half to one or plus three fifty. Basically everybody's between plus two hundred and, and plus four hundred. If I was just to pick odds like putting odds aside, if I just had to get the winner right, I think I would still choose uh Nathan McKinnon. Um, but I don't think there's much value here, Nick. So I guess how does this set up for you? Is there anything to look at? Can you be sucked into donating uh on on somebody? beyond those four or is it just something you just want to sit back and and witness rather than uh get involved in no yeah i I don't think you can get start talking about anyone else those four are all having way too compelling of a case like this is the best heart race we've probably ever seen so i'm with you i think just odds aside nate mack is my, my heart trophy winner right now i think he's most consistently the guy that you watch and you're just like this is ridiculous he's dragging this team to this win uh, they have such good results when he's on the ice. So the case for all of them is really compelling. McDavid's having a way better defensive season. And 
Um, and I think that's why this was like an interesting one to bring up today because I don't really think there's much value betting any of them. Once you're talking about taking out the big, you need quite a bit of conviction in a race that I think is a very worthy four, four horse race. Like McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews and Kucherov are all having ridiculous seasons. So I don't really have a lot there. I think if you, if you have Nate Mack, you got to be happy with where it's at, but McDavid's coming on strong. His underlying numbers defensively are way better than usual. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Who do you like, Tim? I I legit whether it's silly or not, I legitimately think that there's a case to be made that they will not vote for Kucherov because of the All Star game. I, I I seriously think that. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think, and it's and it's not just that. It's just like his kind of persona. Um beyond that too and, and that is kind of the tip of the iceberg but i actually don't think that you know i didn't think about that that's like that's a really good point i, I think that's a fair point and you got to think like where a lot of these voters are are a lot of the eastern canadian people ever giving kucherov a decent vote probably not and they probably have more swing here and then i also think like i think nate mac is the least opposed on top of the fact i think he's the most worthy he's probably going to get the least opposition from from teams just being i'm not voting him first like i think right some of the oilers People are obviously going to heavily favor McDavid, but probably more likely to give McKinnon credit. And then I think Matthews, the Leafs people, the way it's gone, the way that war is always raging on. I don't know if they'll be overly excited to vote McDavid again. So I feel like voter wise. And the other thing is McDavid, McKinnon, or McKinnon is kind of due. Like he, he probably could have won it the year that um, Taylor Hall won it. He's been knocking at the door. I think there is kind of that part of it where maybe some of them feel like he's owed a heart trophy if he's right there. I was going to say, you can probably set a bar for each one of these players to to clear, which is like Kucherov has to lead the league in points and probably by a, like a, a few points um, to, to get enough voting sway because of the media bias that likely he will uh, run into. I think McKinnon, if he he's leading the league in points, uh, it's probably going to be the favorite. Matthews, 70 goals. If he gets, can he get to 70 goals? Can he get to like 75 goals? Whatever you want to set that bar at, then you can say like that's his bar. Um, and then McDavid, I think it's it's catching Kucherov and or McKinnon um, as well. So it's, it, you can look at it that way if you if you do want to get involved. Like what, which is these, the, which scenario is the most likely and which one would I, what I bet on at, at this number? Would I bet Nikita Kucherov plus 350 to, lead the league in points by three or four at least yeah, yeah i think that's the the my caveat that just ties it all together logic wise is just there's four very legitimate dogs in the race so keep that in mind just from such an obvious logic standpoint of you should be getting close four to one especially for the guys you think are slightly less likely maybe with mcvitt and cooch yeah i mean and also to the funny thing about my kucherov statement is personally i think he'd be my mvp you look at uh, the stat, he has 102 points. Second on the team is Braden Point with 62. He could almost double up the second place guy on his team. And, you know, if they make the playoffs, like with the injuries they had, Vasilevsky, you know, was out to start the year. I just think that that is about as good of a case for an MVP as there can be. But we have to remember, there are a bunch of, you know, older, stuffy journalist writers that will be picking this uh the same people that got um a trip to 
Toronto in February instead of, uh, you know, Florida or a uh, Arizona or in LA and all to be dragged there to watch this guy not try in the all-star game or in the skills competition. And I think that that you can't um, discount that human element. I would also add on the Matthews front, I feel like he has to score 70 to win it. And he's sitting at 52, um, which means he's 18 away from 70 and they have 25 games remaining. I was just wondering, I mean, how many units are you throwing? If you like Matthews on Matthews to win this award, would you maybe be better served just betting on him to score a goal every single game the rest of the way out? Like, it, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's something to sort of consider. Like, cause if the path is scoring, you could kind of have more fun every single night watching him score than you are like sinking in what half a unit, one unit in this bet that is only like plus whatever, you know, small amount of money. Yeah. I mean, that might be true for all of them though. Like I <laughs> really believe Kucherov has the least impact defensively compared to the other three. I don't think it's very close. So there is that side of it, but yeah, I mean, if you've if you've been betting on any of the four all year to go over one and a half points or to score or whatever, you're having a pretty unreal season, aside from maybe McDavid specifically to score goals. But there's definitely some people who've just been betting that nightly and uh, printing on something that's so obvious. So we don't usually do that, but we'll we'll stick to betting the Blue Jackets. Um, that's where the real yeah. money's made. So hats off to whoever's been doing that. Uh, it is hip to be square. Sometimes I wish I could just find it within myself to do it. Um, all right, that does it for us tonight. It's a, like I said, a pretty, pretty short slate, so nothing uh, too wild to get into. We come back for Thursday, uh, another twelve game slate uh, on the last day of February, leap day, and we will also keep an eye out on the Action Network YouTube channel on uh, for Saturdays. We've been putting together a quick video with our best bets, um, and you can find that once again. It's called Power Plays on the Action Network YouTube. It's pretty quick. Um, and we are off to a roaring start there on what at one and five. So now's the time to jump in uh, for Tim and Nick. I'm Mike for uh, thank you for listening to line change. Please rate review and subscribe. Thank you to our producer Noah for everything on the back end. Uh, and hopefully we're talking again. Uh, and by the time you're listening to us again, uh, the blue jackets would have won. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.